0: So when I think about what led me to homelessness, I think about legal trouble I'd gone into and separation from my spouse. Um, for me, it's been uh, a few years now. Uh, seems like it was just a couple, but yeah, about three years the end of 2019 and um, basically when i got out of the military in july 2017 i was just very unprepared it was a harsh exit general under honorable discharge that is the truth um, you're afforded many of the same services with an honorable but um definitely feel stigma even if it's applied only by yourself and a lot of guilt a lot of shame um and it just happens bro and on top of that, I don't think I was ever a very good husband or father. I was there. Uh, but you know, it's also very much so active alcoholism after uh, the army, and it didn't take much time. Uh, eventually, I did get a job. I want to argue a few months later, so July, October 21st I think is when I st- started a property maintenance job and um, you know it wasn't very long until that led to me you know mingling with staff who use drugs and soon I'm doing a personal math and painting thinking it's all kosher and it really wasn't. Um, I think that was a huge reason why you know things fell apart but I would also argue, you know, the system isn't geared towards me. I know living with family, because I was living with my ex-mother-in-law and my family, which, you know, is my ex-wife and my two children. Um, especially where I'm from, it, the area reminds me a lot of Lana, like the Brentwood. But it's Santa Barbara. It's a wealthy area. And the fact of the matter is, if you own a home, you're going to face a lot of obstacles. And my ex wife and her family, they're African American. And to say that they don't face the obstacles is wrong. And then furthermore, I would argue there are people who capitalize on it. I know their, their place ended up getting a foreclosure. But I know even when foreclosure in the past had been admonished, no matter what, legal fees get paid for the attorneys who take part in that despite it being admonished. That to me seems particularly wrong. And I think it displays how people get taken advantage of in this day and age. I don't need to go further into that. But, sure. Um, sure. These are all the yeah. And you know, obviously when you have an addiction, yep. in my case, it, it was the crystal meth and alcohol. It, uh, Needs to legal consequences, which ended me up in Veteran Treatment Court. And I feel like the biggest folly they had with trying to address me or help me, however you want to say it, um, right. is they refused to pay attention to my family. They refused to help with that. I know immediately at the end of December 2018, I think it was January 1st or 3rd, 2020, They didn't know what to do with me because I just separated out homeless. They put me in a detox. I go. Um, It's a lot of tomfoolery there, a lot of BS. And it really came to a head when I had family courts to basically fight for my kids. Temporary restraining orders had been placed. I tell them I have court, I need to go. Veteran treatment court, and the leadership from the detox tell me, too bad, so sad, and I say, screw that, these are my children, I'm fucking going, and I did, and it cost me my spot at detox, but that was, it, it really parallels everything, the way that shit went down, because I'm, I'm gonna be, I want I wanna see my kids, you know? Maybe not the most, maybe I'm not the best, but I do know this. When I'm around my kids, I'm a better man. And when I have the hope of seeing them, it's like it brings the sunshine that comes with the dawn back into my life. Not that I don't. I lose hope. I'm, I have the absence. I have despair. And if Veteran Treatment court can't see that sort of thing, what the hell are they doing servicing people to begin with? Um, so yeah, I, I think that's what kind of led here. Um, I do know too, and we had kind of spoke about that a little earlier, that COVID also took place, um, during this time, I want to say February, March, when it first started coming about, 2020, um, there was a need for me to get into a program, um, at least on my end wasn't a nudge from the judge at that point, but I was trying. Veteran Treatment Court, despite multiple Zoom meetings and court appearances, could not decipher a correct way for me to enter a program I wanted. What ended up happening is my parents, who live in a downtown area in Santa Barbara, are very close to the court, so when I show up the same day, to go to court and I appear before the judge and I cry and I'm helpless and I'm asking what do I need to do to get into the program before her. That same helplessness very much so offended my family, and my father and my mother. I ended up getting a felony stalking charge, Greg Bryson's docs, Greg Bryson. And it ends up with me going to jail for 52 days, me coming to LA to take advantage of benefits, attending new directions here on the North Campus, um, which is great, right? Um, I'm supposed to get better. The only thing is, you know, they only know how to treat you and sending you into system is not perfect, um, despite being drug tested and breathalyzed every day, repeatedly. Just every day, it's, it's the standard there, and that's great, I adhere to it. I ended up being kicked out for something I'd argue, and my probation officer argued, it's kind of like the worst, right, um, they claimed that through video footage staff had felt threatened but they could neither prove or deny I was doing something. thing and my probation officer had the mentality of if there's not a police report it didn't fucking happen. Um, and he explained it well, like that, I kind of agree. You know, I feel like there should be a heavier amount of scrutiny if you're going to make that decision. But I know this. They they like veterans who are quiet complacent, and a paycheck means more to veterans. I see it every day here. Um, what are some... Things that would have helped. I know these are like sometimes out of our control, but do you notice any areas besides just being more of a human and being, you know, having more empathy and empathizing with the veteran and their family situation and all that sort of stuff? Well, I guess I'm asking for a lot when I say those kind of things, but truth be told. The most powerful thing I think you can do is just listen, you know, even absent the empathy. Anyone just hearing me out is going to make me feel better. And I got to share that with another human being. And we're not always heard here. Um, gosh, I could think of tons of examples, but um, I think the biggest one I felt was pretty recent. It was with the fire. Um, I didn't burn in it I was in a room 85 in CTRS but such was the proximity that some of the items I guess melted within my place um, and luckily you know people got me out I was through great work of security at CTRS which they're awesome people and uh, so I was saved and everything place to burn but wow when There was the aftermath and the response of the first responders. I started to realize there are people there who are very accustomed to the homeless life and for them to even be at CTRS. Think of functioning on homeless level being very low. They almost have to reach a high plateau to even be there and to be sustained there. And it's a delicate balance. They can lose it at any time. And I think of a woman who I pleaded with that night And I I listened to her, and I hope it was valuable to her, but I said, you don't want to leave here just because you're kicked out of your place for now. Please stay on the VA campus. Should I have been the only one voicing that to her? Probably not. I think it's very reasonable for staff to have done something like that there, but such is my concern that someone like that, if she goes back out there, she may not fucking come back, man. And that's just a reality. It, It took a lot to get her there. It's better for her to be there. Don't fuck up the balance. Is my argument. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, can you talk a little bit about the conditions? Um, you know, and what can be improved? Well, you know, as an addict, I, I really think transparency is huge for us. Yeah. But um I, I think it should apply to everyone, even people who are about it. I think I think a lot gets justified at CTRS, the teeny homes here at West Los Angeles, because conceptually yes, this is a temporary fix. They want to utilize Bash, but this very much counters what what some of the vets want, what some of them need. And it is a shame. I don't have a full understanding of it, but I am aware that the land was granted from a private party for veterans. And at the time it was Civil War veterans who I think were wounded and you know needed care. I think as time has gone, on, the needs of veterans have changed. And I think right now, there's a homeless crisis, whether you're a veteran or not. And the veterans who are homeless, they need this place. They need to be treated just like the Civil War vets. I mean, things have changed, I guess, the circumstances, but there's still vets need. And I don't think it's right to try to capitalize on us for like a bash system and just shoot us out into like where I was prior, uh, project-based housing, you know, it's all very buddy-buddy, very bureaucratic, where, you know, the needs that people get lost in the policy and the needs of the infrastructure that it is, and, um, it's a damn shame. Man. It's a damn shame. Um, I think I probably got a little off topic, but, um, please keep no, asking me. No, you're good. Yeah. Let me take a quick cut here.